At General Mills, our table is your table. And we believe racial equity, diversity, and inclusion are key ingredients for our success. Learn more about our work to inspire change at generalmills.com forward slash racial equity. Get fast, reliable internet for any budget. Now qualifying customers can get Xfinity internet free through the Affordable Connectivity Program. That's right, free high-speed internet from Xfinity. And Internet Essentials customers can get equipment included at no extra cost. Get started today. We change our minds every day. About a million things a day. This is no different. You can't be afraid to be wrong. You can't be afraid to say, you know what? I'm just going to rethink this thing. People are not dying getting the vaccine. Um, I I better rethink this thing. I'm going to go call my doctor and, and have a discussion one more time. It is okay to change your mind. Want your boss to put some real action behind the rhetoric when they talk about making your workplace more inclusive? Find out how to hold their feet to the fire and demand diversity on the Diversity Dude podcast. Hello there, and welcome to the Diversity Do Podcast. I'm your host, Lambert Fisher, a marriage and family therapist, author, and national speaker on the topic of multicultural awareness and diversity. And whether it be through my one-on-one relationship building efforts as a therapist or my informing and empowering efforts as an author or speaker, my personal mission is to do my part to improve the world one strengthened relationship at a time which is why I appreciate the opportunity to share with you on this podcast some encouraging perspectives and practical strategies to help you reduce cultural divides and ultimately strengthen cross-cultural relationships, both personally and professionally. Now, today, I want to do something a little bit different and share with you something that I'm very excited about, ecstatic even, uh, and that is the fact that my book, my first book, my new book, my only book, Diversity in Clinical Practice, A Practical and Shame-Free Guide to Reducing Cultural Offenses and Repairing Cross-Cultural Relationships, has been a gold winner named as a gold winner at the Independent Book Publishers Association's Annual Benjamin Franklin Awards which is one of the highest national honors for independent book publishers. And it was chosen from almost 2000 books across the country in different categories as well. Now, this is awesome for a few reasons. The first is that while I do love to encourage people to share their uniqueness around the world whenever possible, and I'm grateful I had the opportunity to do so myself, it is very encouraging to receive a vote of confidence from those who literally read thousands of books and have concluded that this book has the potential to stand out from the crowd and impact many. The second reason is that while I originally created this book to support and equip my fellow mental health professionals, and I made it so practical and applicable that it can be immediately applicable as a resource to any helping professional whose goal is to more effectively meet a greater variety of needs for those whom they serve. And this national award recognizes that book has accomplished that task. Now, before I share what's in it, let me share briefly about how it came to be in the first place. So the summary of that long story is that for the past 20 years, I've been a marriage and family therapist and have had the pleasure of supporting the mental health of individuals, couples, families from a variety of cultural backgrounds, from socioeconomic status to race, ethnicity, faith beliefs and more. And it is through those efforts of strengthening couple and family relationships that I began to realize how some of those same skills and strategies that work at home have helped strengthen relationships with coworkers and bosses as well in the workplace. 
Not only that, but many of the same insights that have helped spouses learn to go beyond coexisting and tolerating their partners with inconveniently different needs, wants, and desires, often leaving them feel as though they're married to someone who's from a different planet, were also helpful in helping strengthen relationships with colleagues, bosses, and customers who were from different communities with culturally different ways of being and seeing things in life and identified as well. Many of the seemingly insurmountable differences, not worth trying to overcome, so it seemed, were found to be overcomable. Many of the hurts and offenses that seemed too impactful for repair were found to be repairable. Many of the people who were written off or who wrote themselves off were able to see that there was new ways of understanding experiences and values outside of their own new appreciation for those differences and the potential for new personal and professional relationships, interactions in the future, better than they were in the past. So as I began to share those insights with my fellow mental health professionals in various ways, I began to see the positive impact that it had. This led to the opportunity to train mental health professionals in different environments around the country and outside of the mental health environment itself. Mental health professionals in schools, mental health professionals in businesses. Then seeing the positive results, the principals of those schools asked me to come out and train the other teachers so that they can have that same positive impact, not just on mental health clients, but on every student so that every student could see, could be valued, could feel valued and seen culturally. Pastors would ask me to come out and train their pastoral teams so that they could meet a greater variety of needs for families in the community. And business owners asked me to come train their managers, their other leaders, to improve not only workplace interactions, but those of their clients and customers as well. I have been amazed at how these same principles, tips and strategies that have been well received in a greater variety of helping professional environments, not just one. Not only that, though, but I've also been pleasantly surprised by how many people, many whom others have written off as not even caring enough to try, were open to learning more if it came in the right way, had begun to apply it, not out of force or pressure, but because they saw the benefit, they need the need being met mutually and have had greater responses from colleagues and clients as a result. In an effort to offer these same benefits to more people than I actually have the ability to train personally, I took these highlights from these trainings and put them into this book so that you and everyone can make the most of those benefits as well. So, if that's how it came to be, let me tell you a little bit about uh, what uh, it is, because it's not your average uh, multicultural awareness and diversity book. See, the, the title suggests pretty clearly it's a practical guide for strengthening cross-cultural relationships. This is no academic textbook or a human resources manual. Uh, those things are necessary. But in this book, I address the barriers that get in the way of people actually creating and maintaining healthy interactions with people who don't look like them. People who don't come from the same place, people who believe different things and live in different ways. So often we reasonably try to avoid negative interactions with people who seem different or too different. Unfortunately, although well-intentioned, these efforts are not always what's best. One, you can't always avoid different people. They're just too many ways that we can be similar or different from other people. It's virtually an impossible task in an absolute sense. And two, the highest goal is not for us to narrow down our interactions to only people who are the same, but instead to learn how to interact with anyone, no matter their cultural similarities or differences. So 
In the book, I address things like learning how to reduce the frequency of unintentional cultural offenses by increasing our cultural self-awareness, other awareness, understanding other cultures better, and how to confidently accept our own imperfections while conveying genuine care for others as we grow from a confident place. I demystify common diversity words, terms, and communication barriers because it's impossible to have a positive and healthy conversation, contrary to the negative ones that people are cautious of, without having an ability to use those words in a non-negatively charged way. Words like bias and prejudice, discrimination, racism, in a way that's confident and affirming to what our goal is, not just what we are trying to run away from or avoid. We don't have to be afraid of these terms to pursue more good rather than just avoid the bad. And most importantly, in the book, I discuss practical strategies for how to respond after offenses occur in such a way that the offense doesn't have to automatically end the relationship. Miscommunications can be cleared up. Ignorance can be informed. Self-esteem can remain intact because future experiences together, working together, can be better than in the past. So what makes this book different from any other diversity, equity, inclusion or, and belonging book out there? Well, for one, it's more positive and shame free than anything I've seen before. Many trainings are negative, focused on blame, owning negative intentions, fault and shame. Maybe you've been to one of those. Uh, mine is shame free. Even when encouraging only the impact of one's own impact, uh, efforts toward others, the focus isn't on judgment, but rather to validate intent, acknowledging the limits and the impact of intent nonetheless, and empowering toward positive change. It's also relationship focus. I bring my marriage and family therapy side in it throughout the whole thing because many workplace training focuses on policy and procedures with an emphasis on the punitive punishments and consequences of those negative behaviors. Acknowledging the necessity of those policies and procedures, this book focuses on the people behind those policies, the, the people those policies and procedures seek to support. It's a relationship perspective, relationship focused perspective, not just avoiding the bad interactions, but strengthening personal and professional relationships along the way. And it expands the conversation way beyond race and ethnicity. Many diversity, equity, and inclusion trainings and books focus primarily only on race and ethnicity. But since race is just one of the many ways in which we can be similar or different than others around us, in my book, I also address differences related to age, gendered identity and expression and sexuality, socioeconomic status, uh, faith beliefs, and more, because we are all different in some way. And instead of reluctantly tolerating those with whom we differ, we can learn to appreciate the differences between us and help others feel appreciated rather than tolerated in return. So put more simply, who is this book for? This book is for medical professionals interested in strategies for improving their bedside manner, for avoiding communication barriers and uh, that can limit treatment effectiveness. It's for education, education professionals, uh, administrators, desiring to help students, every student feel respected and understood in consideration of their cultural differences and uniqueness rather than in spite of them. It's for business leaders motivated to reach out to new and existing clients in ways that help everyone feel like valued customers, making efforts to learn about their needs and meeting a greater variety of those needs in the community. It's for religious leaders hoping to convey that their desire to understand and accept people's differences while making efforts to meet those spiritual and emotional needs, despite how they are similar and different. 
and it's even for politicians and community leaders faced with changing demographics and limited expertise, but who have a sincere motivation to help create healthy community interactions and bring about positive change. Not only that, this book and training is for law enforcement professionals seeking to improve not only public perceptions, but cultivate genuine interactions and making effective decisions for their own safety as well as the safety and well-being of the communities they are asked and tasked with protecting. Basically, this book is for anyone who wants to confront fear and discomfort stemming from lack of knowledge and learn how to effectively interact with people who are different. My word for it. Here are a few uh, comments from various helping professionals who have benefited from the book. Uh, one of them, one of them is this. One of them says, "All helping professionals need this basic and guide to a greater competency and cultural sensitivity." Couldn't put it any more simply. Another one had this to say: "Lambert has a uniquely relatable way of discussing polarizing and potentially divisive cultural experiences in ways that make you feel comfortable. That's no easy feat." The way he explains situations makes the reader feel empowered to lean in to uncomfortable cross-cultural encounters by offering practical strategies and guidance. This book is a must-read for any conscientious clinician who wants to deepen their work in a way that makes others feel seen and valued, no matter their cultural similarities or differences. Very much appreciated that insight. One more, one final consideration is this. Someone says, Diversity in clinical practice educates your mind, transforms your heart, and models responsible action. Filled with comprehensive language discussions, journal activities for deeper engagement with material, case vignettes of real life experiences, this book is a must for all clinicians, leaders, and clergy. Lambert shows us how to take wise, brave, and loving responsibility for inclusion without using shame or guilt to accomplish it. I'm so grateful for all those who have contributed to getting the word out for how this book can be beneficial. After selling over a thousand copies in the first few months, I was amazed and happy that diversity in clinical practice has expanded its reach far beyond the mental health clinical practice environments. And hopefully this National Book Award honor will help bring its awareness to even more helping professionals in even more environments around the country and beyond. I hope you can give it a try and share the experiences of over the 10,000 professionals who have participated in my live trainings, being pleasantly surprised by how practical it can be and how it can help them improve their cross-cultural relationships. And you can do the same, all in the benefit of this condensed book. If you feel like this book might be for you and you might be able to help overcome cross-cultural relationship barriers at work or in a home or a community, then I encourage you to find out more about the book by visiting my website at diversitymadesimple.com. You can also uh, find it uh, on amazon.com for purchase as well. This is a great gift to yourself as well as a great recommendation for your leaders and bosses, your principals and business owners as a way that they can help create culturally self uh, safe environments for yourself, for them, and everyone you encounter. With that, I'll say thank you again for listening in uh, to the Diversity Do podcast. I hope you're able to check it out either for yourself or someone else. And moving forward with the podcast, I hope if you have any pressing diversity-related concerns or questions that you'd like me to address on an upcoming podcast, or if your organization is in need of shame-free or empowering guest speaking or training on this admittedly sensitive topic, feel free, feel free to reach out to me at Diversity Made Simple. Dot com. I hope to address as many topics as possible to help you improve as many relationships as possible. As always, remember this. You don't need to know everything about everyone in order to have a positive impact on someone. Thank you all for tuning in and have a great day. Tune in each week and find out how to demand and implement diversity at your job. 
to hear more, check out previous Diversity Dude shows on ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. At Hy-Vee, we take pride of being part of the communities we serve. In 2021, we donated more than 14 million meals, and this year, we're committed to doing even more. For over 90 years, we've been the place that people turn in time of need, and we take that very seriously. That's why we're loading our semis full of food this week and making deliveries across the Midwest to help families this Easter. To join our effort, simply donate when you're at the checkout. Together, we can make a big difference for those in need. Children's Minnesota, the leader in specialized health care for kids, is here to raise awareness, standards, the bar, the stakes, the question, the curtain. On raising kids' health to the highest priority, kids need equal access to health care, more pediatric expertise, a voice for change. Kids need us, all of us. So let's raise them up. Children's Minnesota, the kid experts. For millions of Americans, the pandemic impacted our financial situations, and a lot of people lost their jobs. But that should not mean you have to lose your house if you can't pay for your mortgage. Listen, no need to feel ashamed if you missed a payment or two or three, because there's a local organization that's willing to help you get caught up on those payments so you can keep your home. Let me tell you about the Minnesota Home Ownership Center. It's a nonprofit whose sole purpose is to prevent you from going into foreclosure. The Minnesota Home Ownership Center has a network of organizations around the state to review everything with you, explain your options, and then advocate for you to get the help you need. And get this, they won't charge you because it's all free. Check out hocmn.org or give them a call at 651-410-1086 to set up an appointment. You worked hard to get into that house. Let Minnesota Home Ownership Center help you stay in it. Did you know that United Healthcare helps connect you to doctors and therapists with 24-7 access to virtual care? So I could have therapy from my couch? Yep. Or a doctor appointment from my car? If you wanted to. Wait, you're right. I don't even like when people see me sing in the car. Couch appointment it is. Virtual visits are just one of the ways United Healthcare helps connect you to better health. Learn more at UHC.com. Plan benefits may vary. You started your business with big dreams and big ideas. But achieving your goals is a matter of doing the little things right. At Bremer Bank, we're ready to help you navigate all the details, questions, and challenges you encounter on your way to growth and success. Because right now, relationships matter more than ever. And understanding is everything. Find out more at bremer.com. It's never too late to set the stage for well-being. Here's your well-being tip of the day from YMCA of the North. Put mindfulness in your tool belt. Mindfulness is a method of paying attention and bringing awareness to whatever is happening at the moment. Be open to the idea of being present and honest with yourself. Observe what's happening rather than trying to control what's happening. We reduce our stress, anxiety, and negative emotions when observing rather than get overly flustered in our reactions. For more well-being tips, meditation, and yoga classes, visit us at ymcanorth.org forward slash well-being.